0: You're listening to Tech Talk Central. This is Vicky Korlevo for Tech Talk Central, and I'm here at Mobile World Congress at Hall 8.1 and at the Fairphone booth. And I have the privilege, I must say, to talk with um, founder Bas van Abel. I hope I pronounced that correctly. I got to hear him on Mobile Sunday um, speaking. Yes, I was in the front line. First of all, welcome. Thank you for this interview.
1: Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm, I'm welcome to do it.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're really interesting and you, you know how to pitch um, and you, your movement also. So he showed us the phone, the faux phone, and how um, you could tear it apart, change the battery, even put a screw on it, as he said. So, first of all, Bas, how did this idea come by? What, what, what was the problem you were trying to solve?
1: Ooh, well we, we started actually as a campaign we didn't we didn't start as a company but um, we uh, we wanted to create awareness around the conflict minerals in, in Congo so in the last 10 15 years uh, millions of people have died in mining minerals or you know in conflicts related to the mining of minerals we use in our mobile phones and you know among other electronics um, And, you know, we we do know that there's stuff happening in Africa. We do know that there's, you know, bad working conditions in China or, you know, in in, in countries in in Asia or even in our own, you know, in, in the factories in our own countries. But how much is that connected to the stuff we actually use? And we, you know, when we set up the campaign, we were thinking, like, how do we get that story all the way to the consumer? And that's why, you know, my background is design, I've I've studied art, I'm an artist, but I also did uh, technology, so I thought, well, let's make a phone, because, you know, if you make a phone, you can get that story through that product all the way to the consumer.
0: Okay, so that was going to be actually my question, this is if you read it, what is your background? So I get the design part, so, but how did you get to know about Congo? Was this something that you just read or did you just travel there and actually see the circumstances?
1: Yeah, a friend of mine, was. he worked for an NGO, um, and, uh, an NGO focusing on, on southern you know, Sub-Saharan Africa. And, uh, and they were, you know, setting up these campaigns around it. But they thought, like, let's not do a petition. Let's think about how we can do this in a different way. And I've been involved in open source and open hardware. I've been, you know, working in the fabrication laboratories, 3D printing, all these things. And also, in the, you know, my background is in, in media lab, where we looked at how you can use technology within a social context. So he thought, let's let's ask Bus because you know he's, he's working on these. Technologies and you know it's about technology. We're also looking at it from a critical point. So uh, let's do something that is not the you know the typical petition, and let's uh, let's involve people that actually use that technology.
0: It's a far road, you know, from a petition going to actually um, creating hardware. So um, I'd like to sort of uh, your expertise. So they came to you. You're the designer. You know technology. But what does it actually take? So let's say somebody else wants to make another device, something we commonly use and wants to fix things. You know, so what? how would you suggest to go about it? What kind of people, what kind of collaborations are needed?
1: Oof, I, a, a phone. <laughs> If you look at the phone, it's not a banana, right? It's, it's not a piece of chocolate we're talking about. It's, there's 1,200 components in the phone. Uh, you know, our phone has 1,200 components. The bill of material in the factory that's putting it together, and all these components are made by factories all around the world. There's uh, there's more than 80 minerals in a smartphone, and they're mined all around the world. So basically, the whole world is involved. So the only way to be able to do this, to really put it as a platform, and invite others to join you because you know, the phone, we, we, we need each other to make smartphones. It's just, you know, there's nobody in the whole world who can make a phone as an individual. So the good thing is that the phone already connects people and uh, and that is how we use it. So we say, you know, open source uh, communities, you know, come help us to create ports for the phone. So we got Ubuntu running now on it. We got Jolla running on it, uh, Sailfish running on it. So, so we, we really position it as an, as an open platform, an open device from a technology point of view, but also in the debate around it. You know, we, we work together with big companies as well on the supply chain. How, you know, how do you get... For example, fair trade gold in the supply chain of electronics. It's the third biggest industry that uses gold, and uh, and it has not been on the radar. So, you know, that's 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 the kind of projects we set up. So you need, you know, if you go to mines in Congo and you see what's happening there, and you know, it, it's it's not it's not that we know how to solve the war in Congo. So you need local stakeholders to do so. And. And that, you know, it's, for me, it's 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 like an anthropological study, it's a technological study, and it's it's a study on, you know, how the world really works.
0: Okay, so how do you reassure? You're talking about twelve hundred pieces. How do you reassure that every single piece has been, I um, vetted that it's uh, within what you want, your regulations, you know, your your laws. And what has any of this with Fairphone brought back to Congo? Does it actually have an effect? Apart from obvious, you know, um, the ethical thing, but um, uh, is are they gaining from it? Is is Congo changing because you decided to take this action?
1: Um, well, to, to get to the first question, is it possible to trace, you know, track and trace all these twelve hundred components, all these hundreds of factories, all these minerals? No. It's not possible. You know, you, you, you kind of have to create world peace if you really want to make a 100% fair phone because, like I said, the whole world is involved. So what you focus on is, is on systemic change. You, you, you look at, okay, so what are the areas where things are going wrong? Um, we define certain areas, like in mining, we want to set up mining projects. So we have mining projects in Congo where we really contribute to the economical situation by not moving away from Congo because, you know, because there's child labor or these things. So we really try to solve things on the ground by being there. Um, you know, We make sure that there's no conflicts related to it, but there's still a long way to go to get you know, health and safety up and to get child labor out of the mines. But you, know, you, you can start by doing it. So we have, uh, so apart from the mining projects we have in Rwanda and Peru as well, we also focus on the labor conditions in the factories. You know, so we have some factories we have you know, really innovative programs with. You can't do it with all the 1200 factories, but by showing you can do it with some factories and that you, know, that you can create that change, uh, it's possible, and you you know we, we have also recycling programs in Ghana where we take back uh, uh, phones to you know to get the minerals back into the system, but in the end, the most important part is that you as a company behave in a certain way, and I think you know the real solution to these things is not on solving all the problems the real solution is you know in creating a more humane uh, you know, well and getting more humane values human values into the economic thinking because that is basically what it is because you know we make phones we're a phone company Um, but if you want to make if you look at the sustainability aspects if you really you know the the most the biggest footprint of a phone is in production so that means that if you really want to be sustainable that you should actually produce less phones and that, that means that if you if you get customers to use a phone twice as long, you only need to produce half the amount of phones. It's great for sustainability, but it might be bad for business, you know? So so that that brings it to a more philosophical level of you know how do we, um, you know, as humans but also as companies, how do we balance the fact that with everything you you know you create, you also destroy? and and that is on a you know that's on a systemic level and that's really about combining the collective interest with individual interest and we you know our economies have been pushing for the, you know buying more uh, and and you know if, if you walk around here in Mobile World Congress one of the biggest disappointments i have is that it's still all about more 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 and you know everybody talks about the big trends and the, and the next big thing But actually, you know, the the next biggest thing is, you know, the mega trend we're all facing is, you know, we need to live more sustainable. And you don't don't see it around here. And it's a bit disappointing.
0: Consumerism is always, I think. But um, what I see here is that the mobile tends to be changing. Now we can, a car can be your big mobile. It's like a big mobile phone. Um, So maybe, in your case, maybe the future lies in... uh, in um, shifting from a classic mobile phone to something new, why not even up to a car? Imagine a sustainable uh, a car that does yeah. everything a mobile does because we, get, we live a lot of hours in there too. So um, I was gonna, as you were saying it, I was wondering, this is amazing knowledge that you've accumulated. So do you share your knowledge? Is there an educational program? Do you teach all these factories or pe- other factories that want to learn Um, what you're doing or other mobile makers is there any interest in that and do you have some education programs set up for that?
1: Well, we, we we have educational programs for schools where they can download uh, manuals how to urban mine. So it's really well, it's, yeah, it's taking apart the the phone and really finding out where minerals come from. So that is that is you know a, a very practical uh, educational program. Apart from that, what we do is that you know it's the platform I, I was talking about. It's not really us telling the world how the world works. It's you know it's finding out together why things are the way they are. And I'm I'm pretty sure that. Uh, you know, you know com- companies basically are sociopaths i mean they, they no, but it's not it's not a, it's not that a, that they're bad or good they're not set up you know to think like human beings uh, but in companies there's people working there so you know as people we we don't want we don't want these problems i mean there's not there's not one company or person who lives, you know works in a company that wants child labor in in, in their products so what you do is you surface these things and once you surface them together, you can you ha- can have a discussion about what is fair because fairness is not it's culturally defined. What you think is fair might not be the same as what I think is fair. And then you find things like what is unfair, and you can you can start working on it. And I'm pretty sure that you know through all these conversations, people learn from each other. So that is that is b- a bit of the the setup we have, and and you know. And it works. You know, we, we, we document everything. If we go to the mines, we get we get reporters with us. We show it. Uh, if we you know we write blogs, we uh, uh, we make maps on where stuff comes from. We show how the how the price of the phone is built up. We show how the industry works, and 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 through that you get into a conversation. And we've seen that in the last years, the you know the the, the, the debate around uh, you know, fairness and and the sustainability in the industry has actually improved. A lot in, in, in the majority of, of the conversations.
0: So the solutions are there once somebody changes their mindset or, or decides to do something about it. There are solutions and there is educational material to go about it. That's what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and, and in the end, you know, you can have companies that make phones that last longer. You can have investors that have a more long-term vision. You can have uh, you, know, you can you can have so many things that work, but. eventually it all depends on that consumer that actually wants to use their product longer, that is going to go for a more ethical approach to the products they buy. And I think the group of conscious consuming is growing and growing. You see it in food, you see it in cosmetics, but you don't see it yet a lot in electronics. So they are there, it's just a matter of time and it's just a matter of creating that awareness that also electronics, they don't grow on a tree, they are actually made by people. And, um, and I think once we get there and once we feel that, you know, that it's not, you know, that there's a connection between your product and the people that made it, I'm pretty sure that people will start buying more consciously. And if that happens, the industry will follow.
0: Okay, so apart from the fairness, and I understand consumers who are already conscious, what about the other ones? What arguments does Fairphone have to convince those that are not, Really into uh, wondering about saving the world or whatever. You um, talked about about a bigger battery life. No, you talked about changing your own battery. I'm sorry, or putting. out, what else can somebody do with their phone once
1: they buy it? Well, I mean, it, it, the the good thing about keeping a phone longer is that the cost of ownership, as you call it, you know, it goes down. You know, so if you keep it longer, you don't have to buy a new phone. Um, so, I mean, the phone, is, it's, it's, it's a great phone. It's just, you know, it does what it does. You can even call your mom with it. You know, there's, there's all the functions in there. So, it's, um, uh, it's all about how, you know, what, what, how do you connect people with the story behind it? And I'm pretty sure if you look at the industry now, um, we've come to a point that there's not that many... Um, you know, new stories around phones. They're not that, and they, they all start looking the same. You cannot win on the technology level anymore. It's like, you know, the specs are getting very, yeah, similar. So, so the designs are getting similar. You know, it's still, it's, still a, it's, it's still a rectangle and then you can touch it, right? So, so what happens is that, you know, how do you, how do you create a different story? Well, by having a different story. And I think I think we have a different story. And we have an important story. And if you look at it, I think that's also you know how do you get people that don't, might not necessarily be interested in sustainability? There are a lot of people looking for a differentiating product, and that's what we offer. So,
0: I agree on that. You know, having a story behind and saying yes, but my phone does this and this is it. You know, it has a good effect. So let's let's get a little bit. Uh, my last question is completely practical. How much is it? Does it retail? Where can someone buy it? And what if they want to get rid of it? How do they get rid of it?
1: So, uh, it's retail around 500 euros, including taxes. So, it depends on the country you live. Um, and uh, they can buy it through, um, you know, we, we're working. Actually, we're here to actually to, to also set up uh, uh, partnerships with business to businesses. Yeah, so you really go through operators, MVNO. So, uh, you know, T-Mobile, we have partnerships with... Right? And online. So you can buy it online and you can just go to our website and you can buy it. Um, but and we're. You get rid of it. Well, you get rid of it. Well, I hope. You can return yeah, you can return the phone. So we have return programs. We have, you know, so you can. If, if, if your screen breaks, for example, you just buy a new one online and you get, you get it at home. You, you plug it in yourself. You don't need any help for that. It's fairly easy. And you send back the old screen and we recycle it for you.
0: I find it interesting because I just had to change my phone here in Barcelona and they asked me if I'm willing to give my old one back. It's quite famous brand. Um, and they were giving me 80 euros for it. I would be willing, if I'd help the planet, honestly, to give it back for free as long as I knew they had a recycling program, something they would do with it, you know, not just rubbish.
1: Well, the problem is that phone recycling is not that good at the moment. So they're not built to recycle. You cannot, really, you cannot really get components out. So what they do, they just burn them. So they shred them, they burn them, and they get the minerals out. So again, well, at least, I mean, the, the real footprint is, making the, is in making the phone. Once the phone is in your hands, all the bad stuff already has been done. So keep your phone longer, I would say. Is, that's the best option you have to be more sustainable with your phone.
0: We're going to close with that one. I think that was really nice. Thank you for being with us.
1: Okay, thank you as well.
0: So that was uh, Bas van Abel. It's uh, not that hard. So from Fairphone, I think it was an interesting conversation. This is Vicky Koulovo for Tech Talk Central. Bye for now. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.